Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we're doing things a little different. We're going to start the show with our main segment, yeah. and we're going to end the show with some news. That's right. So uh, the, the news coming later, obviously the biggest news uh, right now is the PS5 reveal event. So we'll, we'll talk about that um, at length later. But we wanted to start this show off um, a little bit differently and um, address the uh, what's going on in, in the world at large and um, just approach it from our perspective for, as you know, um, the host of Stay on Target and just have a conversation um, about uh, just the, I mean, it's such a complex issue with um, the deaths of George Floyd and Ahmed Arbery and then the uh, protests and the riots and all that. And um, we're, you know, here to, to talk about that and um, kind of just like work through that a little. And uh, obviously... Uh, what happens to both of those men, unacceptable, yeah. and racism of any kind is unacceptable. Mm -hmm. And um, right now, uh, our black neighbors and friends are crying out, and their lives matter. And um, we, uh, we want to do what we can um, to start this conversation with our audience and kind of work through and like do see like well, what can we do? That was kind of like our our thought press going in in whenever we started talking about this yeah. after after last week's show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, after last week's show, you know, we were you know, we hit post or whatever and then it was literally just like we you know, had a conversation about like, hey, you know, and, and what can we do with this discussion? How can we, you know, facilitate some of this for for ourselves and for our our listeners and that sort of thing. And so, yeah, so and we landed on, you know, the uh, just having this this conversation right now you know about well hey let's let's talk about uh the situation let's talk about how how the racism and injustice is terrible um and how we can kind of move into um into the discussion as far as like hey what, what can we bring with the entertainment industry with uh you know what mm, can we bring yeah. to the table like for people who are listening to our podcast uh for you know it's like that we try to keep it to the to the to the usual of uh of movies tv video games and uh and comics that sort of thing and so what can we do to um both educate ourselves as well as you know help mm. help to um, have a conversation you know with each other and with with listeners and that sort of thing to um, bring some something of, uh, of of value to the uh, to to anti racism um, into that yeah and that's that the thing you know totally I you know that and that was the thing we didn't want to just just say something to say something we want to do something that like actually feels like uh, action and that um, you know we can encourage. Uh, both our listeners and ourselves to do. And, mm -hmm. you know, like, that's the thing is like, you know, uh, people who uh, come from a different background than you or a different life, different culture, uh, it's hard to understand that, right? Unless you intentionally try to understand it yeah. and, um, you know, immerse yourself in that. You know, that's why, you know, there are, uh, you know, if you look at, you know, I mean, I, I always kind of 
approach things from the perspective of history. I'm a history major. I've talked about that before, but like, that's why, you know, if you want to learn about World War II, you go read about World War II. You don't just like <laughs> make a lot of assumptions right. and think you know about World War II. Right. And so that's the same thing. If we want to learn what it's like to uh, be a black person in America, we can't just make a lot of assumptions about what it's like to be a black person in America. Right. We have to uh, go read and watch things and play things yeah. and talk to people who have had that experience. And um, right. and and to that end, we've kind of like compiled some, some resources and at the same time uh, that we're providing them to you guys, our listeners, we're also committing to mm-hmm. like, hey, we're like John and I, we're both going to, for instance, play some of these games yeah. and ma- watching some of these movies and reading these comics and then reviewing them on the podcast. And um, we encourage you to do the same. And you don't have to, you know, do the same things we do, do the things that speak to you, you know? Like, obviously these are uh, creators of entertainment and they're there, they want to entertain and inform you. And so like, you know, watch and play and, and read the things just like you would any other thing that, that, that interests you. And that's a great, that's the best jumping off point um, into some of this stuff. Um, it's interesting, like, you know, whenever you talk about like learning about something that you you don't have any experience with, whether it is like something like a time within history, it's like talking to the people who experienced that time and find out what mm. it's like for them. We've talked about like verbal histories and, yeah. and, and you know, that, that words coming from the people that experience them are um, incredibly, incredibly helpful. And they give you a perspective that just like just reading the sheer fact doesn't necessarily give you that, um, how Mm -hmm. it felt, um, or, or how it, how it translates that sort of thing. So, you know, obviously the, uh, talking to, to, um, you're like talking to black friends and that sort of thing, finding out like what people's perspective is, is, is incredibly important also with whether it's a, a like a black director or, um, a, a black writer, that sort of thing. Like the, these are, you know, the, people telling stories from their own voice, from their own perspective, like that's an incredibly important, um, which is, you know, just, just why we wanted to, wanted to bring this up and why I'm, I'm diving deep and being like, Hey, I've got a, I've got a list here. I'm, I'm pulling things up to the top where it's like, I've been one to watch um for example we're going to talk about it here in a minute but i've been wanting to watch uh the movie selma for a really mm-hmm. long time it's been like yeah. on my my to, to watch list um but now like with through um i guess through itunes or there's a couple different formats that you can actually like rent it for for free they're providing that that movie for free and it's like okay i'm definitely gonna gonna be watching that this week um you know because it is just now it's on top of that pile. You know, it's like, okay, I've got this list of, of two watch things and it's like, I'm, you know, moving things up, prioritizing things, reprioritizing things to kind of, uh, fill in these, these gaps in, uh, in my knowledge and just, you know, to, to help inform and, uh, and to learn, um, this other perspective. Yeah. Um, and whenever we get there, you know, like we can, we can talk about, well, I wanted to, I can't, man, I, IMDB always changes their, their format. I feel like it was right. Yes. It won. And okay, yes, it won one Oscar for uh, best achievement in written music, written for motion pictures, but it was also nominated for uh, for best picture yeah. um, that year. And so, like, yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Like these um, these movies and these these this entertainment, it's, it's great, and mm-hmm. um, like it's definitely worth a play, watch, read. And uh, so, we're just gonna go through some of these lists. Basically, like there were. Uh, there's plenty of resources out there if you're looking for it. And we just mm-hmm. want to give you some quick, like easy 
access to them. So these links will be on standtargetpodcast.com in the show notes for this episode. Uh, they'll also be like be clickable. They should should be clickable in your um, in your podcast app. So mm-hmm. I'll double check. Depending that. on the podcast app, you know, they, they, <laughs> well, they, yeah. they should be clickable. You're you're yeah. correct, Chris. They should be clickable. I don't think uh, last I checked, I th- at least this was a couple of months ago, but Spotify still wasn't allowing clickable links in their uh, show yeah. notes. So yeah, it just kind of depends. Um, but I'm gonna put them in there. <laughs> They're in there. <laughs> um, the other thing, the other the reason that like we wanted to highlight these here is because like these are these are some of the lists that we're working off of as well, yep. and so you know that's you know come along on the ride, for, uh, yes. the stay on target ride. All right, so uh, radmagpie.org has put together a list, um, and uh, it's just titled. Let me see here. Support black game developers, and so they they have a list of games to play and um, developers, and there's trailers here. So if you want to like just like. Is easy. Like, just scroll through, look at the trailers. Like, hey, what do I want to play? I can support um, a black game developer and, um, you know, hopefully learn something. Some of these games, um, there's a game called Super Space Club um, that looks pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, A game called, uh, there's one, Hair Nah, uh, Never Yield by Ariel Knight looks really cool. Um, Art Club Challenge. Yeah. um, Breeze in the Clouds. Tiny Bird Garden Deluxe. Yeah, Tiny uh, Bird Garden. I actually that that's been one that I've had like my eye on in the past. Where it's that I've seen trailers for it, and I've always been like, that looks really fun. So I mean, the artwork looks beautiful. It's yeah. kind of you know, it looks great. Um, Sweet X Heart. Uh, she dreams elsewhere, and then these are uh, uh, yeah, those are the those are the games on that that list. There's also like if you want to go to you know if if you are looking for, you know, to hire a game developer or, you know, like you're specifically looking to seek out more. There's like, if you really want to dive deep, there's just kind of a, this website, it's, it's very functional, but it's not very pretty looking, but mm-hmm. it has this like alphabetical list of every uh, black game developer out there with links to their Twitter website. If they have them, um, it is blackgamedevs.com. You can go there. Dig it. Do you have any other games before I uh, talk about this itch.io thing? Um, no, but the the thing I I learned this week that uh, the inventor of the video game cartridge was actually black, um, and his name is uh, Jerry Lawson. And so we literally would not have video games as we yeah. know them today without yeah. uh, without Jerry Lawson and inventing the video game cartridge. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Um, so itch itch.io, and this is for the next. So when this airs uh, tomorrow. So for the next five, four days. So you'll have three days. So I guess through the weekend. So through the weekend, there's a bundle for racial justice inequality um, on itch.io. And uh, you can buy it, the whole thing for $5 or pledge your own. Um, but uh, they are going to donate uh, all the proceeds um, to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund and Community Bail Fund 50-50. This bundle has 1500 games in it some of them uh like uh celeste um and uh oxen free are like these are oh i you know what do you call them double a they're i think almost triple a experiences yeah definitely um and things like like Oxenfree, the 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 game developers for of Oxenfree, they've never been in another game bundle ever they literally like they weren't even on itch.io and they uh, decided to to be in this bundle. So, awesome. um, 
yeah, like so far it's raised four million eight hundred thousand eight hundred thirty-seven dollars. Their goal uh, right now is five million dollars. So man, if you want awesome. some, like literally, it's and it's like the uh, the the PC, Mac, and um, what is this symbol? Anyway, you can play them on multiple platforms. Yeah, uh, whenever you buy them, if you want, like just to 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 make a quick make a difference. And uh, also, like, play some great games from some great developers. Uh, yeah, go probably here and support more that. games than 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 you have time to play. I mean, how? Yeah, you know? I, I can't ever play fifteen hundred <laughs> games. Yeah. Good night, dude. That's that's so many games, and it's like, and obviously, like you said, like the list is 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 full of like just massive hits, um, and and so it's it's definitely. Uh, Definitely worth whatever whatever you would pay for it, and uh, like you said, it goes to it goes to a great cause. One hundred percent. I also have a list here. Uh, this is from comicbookherald.com slash supporting dash black dash comics dash creators. Um, that's the name of the article: supporting black comics and creators. And here's a list of essential reads on racism by black comics creators. Uh, the the titles are March, Black, Bitterroot. Uh, mm. I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's B T T M space F D R S. Um, but I guess this is it supposed to be. I don't know what it's supposed to be. Uh, Victor Lavelle's Destroyer, mm. and then there's also uh, recommended comics by Black creators: uh, Farmhand by Rob Gilroy, uh, The Banks by Roxane Gay, Excellence by Carrie Randolph and Brandon Thomas, uh, The Iron Circus comics of Spike Trotman. Check please by N- N- Nog- N- Nozi Ukazu, the work of Vita Al- Ayala, and um, here are some Marvel and DC comics by Black creators: Nighthawk, Hate Makes Hate, Black Panther and Captain America, um, Black Panther and Deathstroke by Christopher Priest. Oh, sorry, Black Panther and Captain America by Tanishi Coates. Yep, which uh, that's been on my list um, for a while. Like, been on my my to read list in the comics world um, for a while. Yeah, uh, the question, the deaths of Vic Sage, the works of Denise Cohen, Green Lantern, Far Sector by N.K. Jimison. Um, and uh, let me go back to. I want to go back. Sorry, I didn't realize that these are the the authors' names were in these descriptions. So March is by um, Congressman John Lewis's. This is his uh, his first account hand account of the civil rights movement in the 1960s. That's awesome. With co-writer Andrew Aiden and artist Nate Powell. Black was written by Kwanzaa Osayefo with art by Jamal Igel. Bitter Root is from David F. Walker, Charles Brown, and Sanford Green. Bitterroot has also been on, on one of my uh, like two-read lists. Yeah, I've, 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 uh, I've had that on my list as well. Um, awesome. I think this is, I don't, I don't know, I'm assuming this is supposed to be bottom feeders now that I'm looking at it, but it's uh, Chicago's Ezra yes, Clayton Daniels and artist Ben Passmore. Um, yeah. And I've heard then, a lot about, about bottom feeders as well, um, but I haven't, that one's not one that I know, I know very much about, but I've, I've heard people talk about it a lot. Yeah, sounds sounds awesome. The from Chicago's Ezra Clayton Daniels and artist Ben Passmore, this incredible fantagraphics graphic novel was released last summer and definitely merits more attention. A fictional depi- depiction of Chicago's South Side, Bottom Feeders imagines gentrification as a horror-given form. 
Hmm. Daniels and Passmore craft a lived-in exploration of the South Side, at times poignant, funny, scathing, and hard to put down. It's awesome. Um, there's also uh, from CBR.com. It's an article called Black, 15 Black Comic Artists Whose Work You Need to Read. And um, here they are. So some of these we've, we've talked about. Uh, mm -hmm. Sanford Green, uh, Denise Cohen. Yeah, these are some of the ones we just talked about. Valentine DeLandro, Carrie Randolph, mm -hmm. uh, Brian Stelfreeze, Shannon Wright, Afua Richardson, Kyle Baker, Larry Stroman, Aletha Martinez, Bianca Zunice, Christina Stewart, Chuck Collins. I realize I'm just reading a list and I'm, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. Jamal Campbell. I said I wasn't going to do this and I started doing this. Jamal <laughs> Eigel. Uh, and then that's it. So if you want to like, uh, searching those names, read their comics, um, and I'll have this article again on StayInTargetPodcast.com. Yeah. And the the interesting thing about a, a you know a lot of the lists and things like that, and the thing that like as we were you know talking about and preparing for this episode, like whenever I was looking um, up these things, you know, again I, I approached it with the two ways. I was like, okay, what are things that I already love, and you know, yeah. from black creators, and then also like, hey, where. You know, let me do the research and figure out where can I learn more. And the thing in the in the comics world that I've noticed is like, hey man, I I have a lot of uh, room for reading more uh, from Black comics creators in the the comics world as well. So, um, but before we move on uh, from comics, um, I wanted to mention that one of my favorite Black comics writers for DC has been uh, Brian Edward Hill, and he he I picked up with him in Detective Comics. Um, he took over, uh, and that that story in particular is uh, like super funny. He kind of like builds out another team um, using Black Lightning, um, which is a character like if you you know if you've watched maybe the CW show or whatever. But that character is uh, it, he kind of interfaces in with a lot of the the ancillary Bat characters in order to create uh, a new team. And mm. uh, that that story is uh, is really fascinating, interesting, um, and I, that's where I, uh, I I encountered um, Brian Hill before, and uh, like for the first time. Do you remember the like the uh, the name of the the series or the run? Detective numbers? Comics. I believe it was after Rebirth, and so I think it was like Volume Eight or something like that of Detective Comics because I read it in graphic novel form whenever it mm, came out. Okay. Um, and so it was, uh, I believe it's a volume eight of, uh, of detective comics, um, somewhere in there is where I picked that back up. And I, honestly, like I picked it up at that point cause something like Epic had happened within the bat family just beforehand where like everybody was at, at odds with each other. Um, like didn't, didn't like each other for like certain decisions and stuff like that. So it was kind of in, in disarray. And then this was a, uh, kind of a, a, a bringing it back together, bringing bat, separating Batman over on this side in order to create this other thing over here. Like it was just essentially like after rebirth rebooted everything. This was after that. And this was kind of the, the next step beyond that. So I kind of, it was a jumping back in point for me for the Batman series. Nice. Um, there's a, an article from Esquire called it's, a, it's the essential movies and series on Netflix that examines systemic racism in America. Um, the uh, the thing that um, I wanted to do with this section when we were talking about movies is not like uh, provide a ton of movies that you don't have great uh, easy access to. And I like mm -hmm. uh, there's uh, there's three lists here that I'm gonna um, call out that give you 
uh, lists from Netflix. So, and I will go through some of these um, on this list, and I won't on the others because another one's like a hundred, a <laughs> hundred movie list. I'm not going to list a hundred movies audibly. Right. That would take me all night. But um, this is on Netflix. When they see us, uh, it's a limited series. Um, and uh, the description, 20, 20 years after five young men of color were wrongfully prosecuted when a female jogger was sexually assaulted, um, Ava DuVernay's miniseries examines the story of the exonerated five um, and uh, shows us how the flaws and racism inherent in our criminal justice system can keep someone wrongfully incarcerated for decades. You mentioned earlier the next one on their list is 13th. It's, a, mm-hmm. uh, um, it's by Ava DuVernay. Um, she's the... Wait, did you say this on the podcast or while we were talking beforehand? I believe we, I said it on the podcast um, okay. uh, earlier. And so uh, she also did Selma. Um, and so that that is... I've been meaning to watch that. I just haven't gotten around to it. You mean um, 13th? 13th, yeah. yeah. Oh, Selma, yes. No, Selma's great too. Watch Selma. Like, yeah. That was great. I mean, I, I saw that you know in one of the best picture marathons you right. know, back in uh, 2015 or something right. like that. Um. But uh, yeah, it's phenomenal. So yeah, um, I guess these, these, these the, that's three things from uh, Ava DuVernay that, that, to check out there. Then yep. um, that's awesome. All day and a night, um, dear white people. L.A. '92. That's about mm-hmm. the uh, the L.A. Los Angeles riots uh, after the arrest and beating of Rodney King. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened to Miss Simone looks really cool. So it's, she was a. Uh, I'm gonna read the the. Um, Description, Nina Simone is one of the most towering figures in music history. What happened to Miss Simone looks into her incredible life and career using archival footage to trace the paths she took as a multi-genre artist and civil rights activist. The 2015 mm-hmm. Netflix documentary looks at all sides of Simone, the powerful activist, the civil rights leader, and perhaps her most widely regarded moniker, the legendary uh, Chanteuse, I don't know that word, whose style is often imitated but never matched. It's awesome. Um, the Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson, uh, Let It Fall. Uh, again, it's the, uh, that, that's about the, uh, the 92 L.A. riots. Um, that looks really good. 20 Feet from Stardom. Um, Becoming. Uh, this is, um, I did not know. So it, that, that's the name of uh, Michelle Obama's memoir. Mm-hmm. Is this a documentary? Yeah, it's a documentary about about her life. So that's that's cool. awesome. Um, so that's the list I there. It. I wanted to call out, there's a, you know, TV Guide has a list that's called X or Eight Excellent Movies from Black Directors to Watch on Netflix. Um, movies like Moonlight, uh, that was a Best Picture nominee. Malcolm X with Denzel Washington. So uh, good. Mud, Mudbound is great. Um, 13th, uh, we just talked about. Um, Homecoming, a film by Beyonce, is on Netflix, so that's uh, easy to watch. Let It Fall again, uh, Strong Island, Uncorked, um, and yeah. Then there's also a, a list. Um, this is I'm trying to see. Oh yeah, okay. This is The Verge. I've got two two more two more lists to call out, and then I'm okay. I'm, I'm done. But The Verge, Racial Injustice movies. Uh, uh, Wait, what is it? I'm trying to figure out what the title is. Here are some movies about racial injustice that you can watch for free. Um, and they've got you know some of the same movies on here. Selma, uh, The Hate You Give, uh, Just Mercy. Just Mercy, I think, is, is free a lot of places right now to rent. Um, uh, 13th again, Ali, uh, Brian Banks, 
um, The Secret Life of Bees, uh, yeah. America to Me, um, and then the last list I want to, if you really want to just go crazy deep and just like watch a ton of stuff, Rotten Tomatoes has a list of the 100 best black movies of the 21st century. So you it's can awesome. look that up and they've got uh, all the information right there. I think if you click on them, yeah, you can like look at all the, the reviews and yeah. yeah. So like um, check all that out. Um, we'll uh, we'll For pick real. some of these uh, games and and movies and do some uh, some reviews on the podcast about them. And uh, we'll just kind of walk through this uh, with with you guys. For sure, um, something I you know as far as uh, as far as movies go that uh, that I wanted to call out like obviously like I, I um, leaned more towards like animation and like that's one of my favorite things yeah. in 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 entertainment is like animation and uh, and that side of things. So um, there's two things that I wanted to, wanted to call out as far as animation goes. Um, the first one being a Disney legend, Floyd uh, Norman, and so he he got his start. Uh, he's a he was the first um, black animator um, on the the Disney movies back whenever Walt was uh, was on them. Um, he got a start on Sleeping Beauty and he was doing um, he was an in betweener, which is like people would draw the keyframes so they would say like hey mm. here's you know we want to get for this character from this uh screen to this screen and then they would have people draw the in all of the in-between frames um and so he would got to start doing those in-between frames and then over time like uh on things like 101 dalmatians sword in the stone and jungle book like he he worked his way up to like the keyframes and then he was doing like story and things like that with uh with everybody there in in walt disney um and to the point where like he he uh he actually did s- like story art for um even things as as recent as uh Monsters Incorporated and like Toy Story 2 and stuff like that with uh with him he he went on to do a lot of uh like to start his own company after Walt died left Walt Disney started his own company and uh did a lot of like we reviewed Scoob um a while back uh, a couple episodes ago I guess and uh, he did a lot of like the Hanna Barbera uh, TV shows. Um, nice. His his company would would animate a lot of that. So, you know, that's just one of those like uh, a uh, a legend within the animation world, um, which is ugh, man, it's 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 wild because like the thing that got me down that route of like okay, like you know how how diverse is this is that uh, I was looking up Peter Ramsey, who's like I, you know I I followed him since uh, since. Um, uh, into the Spider-Verse. He was one of the directors on Into the Spider-Verse. Um, one, one third of that team or whatever. And as I was like looking at, looking at his, uh, his rundown, it was said that he was the first black director to be nominated for uh, best animated feature. And oh, I was like that... For Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah, for Into the Spider-Verse. And I was like, that is literally like, like, two, year, like two years ago? Yeah. And that just seemed absurd to me. Um, and so like that got me down the, the rabbit hole. Of, like, you know, there's... There's a uh, you know a huge deficit of uh, of of uh, black representation within animation, um, and so you know it's just that's with Floyd Norman. I knew like he existed from from a lot of my uh, my my Disney fandom and that that place, you know. So it's it, it was it was revealing in that way. Um, I also wanted to call out um, in the realm that we kind of cover as far as like nerddom goes, um, Ryan Coogler on the on the podcast, which is he has the he did uh, Black Panther and directed that, as well as uh, it was the, he did Creed, uh, the first Creed. Oh yeah, Creed was great. And uh, and so and both of those like movies like are, are fantastic. And so if yeah. you want to like stay within that like kind of comic book nerdy kind of uh, aspect of things, like both of those Genre. movies, like go and go and watch both of those things. You know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, yeah, so I mean, there's uh, those are a lot of resources. Um, so we've tried to do as much work as we can for you, and just encourage you to uh, to branch out um, yeah. and uh, broaden broaden your um, knowledge and um, learn about uh, people's experiences that are outside your own, just in general, like in life yeah. in general, but um, especially right now. Um, and this is this is the time to um, like do what we can uh, yep. to. Um, like just not perpetuate uh, overt racism or passive racism, you know? Right. Uh, and uh, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's the, uh, that's, that's the, the name of the, the game as far as any of this, this goes is, is the, uh, you know, not just, not just not being racist is being anti-racist, you know? Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for, uh, for listening um, to our, our podcast. We hope that helps. And uh, uh, we'll be here um, and, and continue this conversation yeah. um, through the rest of the year. Yeah. And as we watch these things, you know, we'll, we'll bring them back up and that sort of thing uh, on, the, on the podcast to talk about them. Yep. All right, John. So it's, it's weird doing the show backwards it with is. the main segment, uh, but we have some news. All right, John. Yes. Um, okay. The 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 big thing happened. The, Sony, the thing we've been waiting for, man. Sony announced literally everything. Like, and that's the thing is, like, we had a conversation. What was it last? Was it last week where we were like, yeah, do you think they week. reveal the console? And I said that they have to reveal the console. Yeah. And, and, and then they did, but then they, they revealed did. like so much more. They gave us so much it's, more it's than I would have so wanted. Weird. Uh, I mean, and yeah. So we, we'll we'll talk about all that. Like my um, <laughs> let's do our overall impressions. But first of all, my <laughs> overall impressions is like, uh, yeah, they showed like a uh, ton of exclusives yeah. that are great. They showed the box, which we yeah. hadn't seen before. Um, they showed like uh, yeah, all these peripherals for no, literally no reason. Like. Uh, like it was a, there was a headphones in there somewhere. I was like, okay, cool. We can buy uh, headphones for this. Did I think that they weren't going to make a media remote? I don't know. Like, I mean, they made one for the PS five. So <laughs> well, like, why wouldn't like, they? It, it, not only that, dude, like they had like these like sleek, like they made this thing look like a brand new car, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and like, we can get into what we think of the box later. Um, yeah. The, uh, all, all I'll say is I hope that there's an all-black version at some point. And also, like, as I was looking at it, Chris, I'm not sure the thing can sit on its side. Yeah, see, like, I, well, there's a picture. I saw a picture on, mm-hmm. um, I think it was Instagram, of it sitting. Oh, here, no, wait, here's, I mean, here's one of it. Yeah, it's sitting on its side, but it's from the top, so I can't really tell what's happening underneath it. Yeah. I mean, it looks like it's definitely going to, like, it's not going to sit flush with anything. Right. For it's sure. like a curved kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, Which, the other, like, it, it just looks like it's gonna be crooked, like yeah. whenever it sits sits on its side. Yeah, and if you look at it from a certain angle, it looks like it has horns. Which I mean, uh, or it looks like a Batman, like a silhouette. Like if you like looked at this thing in silhouette, it like would look kind of like Batman was standing there. You know? Yeah, I just don't know why it needs. To, anyway, whatever. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why it needs to look like this. But um, the, the answer, Chris, is yeah. that it doesn't. But well, why not? You and, know? And the other thing that, like, you know, you have to think about. You think about like even the. Um, Let's think about the PS3, the original. Like that thing, that was thing was curved and weird and clunky, and it didn't look that good, and it yeah. couldn't fit anywhere. It looked like <sighs> a George Foreman grill. Yeah, t- 
Totally. And I feel like that's kind of what's happened here. Yeah. It's like, it just kind of looks weird. Potentially. You know? I mean, and that's the thing is like, I, I, I also am not like completely sold on the Xbox fridge, you know, where it's like, it's like this, it's, it's basically two game cubes like stacked on top of each sure. other or whatever. But at least it's black. Yeah. And like, this is my thing. Like, I look at my, inter- I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at my entertainment center and like, yeah. I haven't like my TV that I got, like I specifically wanted a TV that didn't have a bezel around the edge. Mm-hmm. So like it didn't have, it just like, I just don't want distracting things. And this is a big distracting thing. It's 100% tr- <laughs> right. And the glow as well, like already. Oh, yeah. so, so already with the, the PlayStation 4, I have issues with the blue glow. Like whenever I play right. that thing, it's just like, I mean, I have my coffee table pretty far up, like next to the TV, partially. Right. So like, you know, Des doesn't like um, get up there and like, you know, pull the TV down or like whatever, but also partially because like, it's just, it blocks out that light. Like yeah. I would move that like specifically up there just to block the PlayStation 4 light. Is it, is it in your entertainment center? Yeah, and it just See, glows. Like, like it like glows out the back and like yeah. it's it's so weird, man. So you have the original um PlayStation and yeah. um so whenever I uh, had that model I had it like right underneath my TV mm. and it would reflect in my TV because oh, it was like because no. it's on the top. Yeah. So there's like, nothing between it. Wow. There was no way to get around it. The, um, I mean, I feel like the PlayStation Four just in general had like problems with um, with the glow and pe- yeah. you know, obviously like the place the Xbox controller, uh, the especially the first one, like that thing had a had a on the front of the controller would be shining back up into your face, like and it was super bright. The yeah. the revisions that they've made to the Xbox controller since uh, launch or whatever they've dimmed that down, like where it's like it's not as bright. But like it, the the box uh, for the PlayStation Four had the the blue glow, the control had that like massive amount of glow on yep. the back of it um, until they let you dim it finally they like initially whenever it first came out yeah. you could not dim the controller now they have that you know setting where you can dim the leds in the controller yeah i did so, not, like, not have only... that original uh <laughs> like i only had it to where i could dim it and i immediately yeah. dimmed it all the way oh, and I went, why can't i turn it off <laughs> well like so at the beginning it was reflect the box was reflecting in my tv and the controller was reflecting in my tv dude playing god of war like what like uh, top up there like top 10 games of all time for me love that game but like i had to play that thing with a blanket over my lap because like <laughs> i couldn't i just it would just reflect like constantly yeah um so there was no price reveal but i think right. the most interesting thing that they uh announced or they didn't really announce they just showed was that there is a disc based version and there's a discless all digital edition version yeah and dude okay so here's the thing there's this a sad what- version chris a sad version. I yeah. think, dude. I think that's the version I'm gonna get probably. Well, like, like, so, like Xbox came out with the uh, the Xbox One S all digital version or, yeah. or whatever, and yep. people kept calling it the Xbox Sad. You know, <laughs> so I never heard that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> so and, they and have a sad are, edition of this. There are rumors that the Xbox One X, uh, there, there will be a, a digital version of that called the Xbox One. Or no, sorry, hang on. There's a version. So there's the Xbox Series X. So sorry. Right. And then there's the uh, the Xbox Series S. Their naming what... isn't confusing at all, Chris. No, not at all. Um, and and so like, and I think that's smart, man. Like, cause like yeah. honestly, like, so for me, like, whenever I have, I know I'm gonna have uh, both consoles. Sure. Like, yeah. I only need to watch Blu-rays on one of them, and it's gonna mm-hmm. be the Xbox, just cause like that's what I use for all my media, and like that's what I, you know, the what I've chosen to use as my box of choice, and so. Yeah. The PlayStation, I I literally the I have the PS uh, PS5 Pro, or sorry PS4 Pro, and 
I I can't remember the last time I put a disc in. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, yeah. Uh, it, it would it would stop us, you know, you and I from being able to share games, which is right. a bummer. Like I, but I've I've given you like where it's like, oh, I got God of War, I'm done with it. Yeah. Here you go. You know, it would stop some of that from happening. Um, but if we're talking about a a price difference of a, even a hundred dollars or yeah. more. Yeah. Like, dude, that's what's going to make me. Unless there are other features not like missing as well, like maybe sure. the the hard drive is smaller or like. Man, you'd I, almost I don't, want the hard knows. drive to be bigger, dude. You know, a hundred percent. Yeah. So, like, we'll see. Like, I mean, I'm tentatively saying that's probably the console I'll buy because I think it'll be cheaper, and that's all I really need. Sure, and I think that that's the right call. Like, if you're going to get both consoles, like if yeah. if you are somebody who is like, I'm going to buy both of these things, I think both companies offering an addition without the disk drive is a good call because like you can potentially get me to buy both right mm-hmm. where like initially i was like okay i'm definitely buying an xbox because that's just the ecosystem i'm in my xbox feels like it's about to like i mean every single time i load up a, a new game that's like one of the massive like brand new you know the call of duty the whatever it's like i i feel like eventually this thing's just gonna melt you know, it's, just, <laughs> it's like there's there's something in there that's not going to load on one of these matches. And rather than it being like maybe uh, 45 seconds behind whenever you load, it'll literally just never load. Um, but like so like I need to upgrade that one. So like that was initially my thought of like, OK, well, I'm going to get that one. I'm going to hold off on the PlayStation. But Chris, hmm. as we get into the announcements of some of these games, there is there were two things that mm. I, I had said. I think I verbally said these things to Catherine where I was like, you know, she was she was like, she was like, I feel like there's there's a couple of things that would get me to want us to get one and like certain games or whatever. And I was like, there's two two games that like could get me to get one. And one of those games was announced today, Chris. Um, but like so I'm 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 gonna buy one of these with a disc drive and one of them without. Um if the Xbox offers like the non-disc drive thing, I feel like I I don't know. Like I've I I feel like I'm probably going to do the Xbox with a disc, and you're right, like the digital edition of the uh, the PlayStation. That seems like that would be like the logical choice for me as a consumer right now. So yeah, I mean, I just uh, because I'm on the Xbox more, and that's where I watch all my media. Like mm-hmm. it does, it wouldn't make any sense for me to make you know the PlayStation the one sure. that I have to play Blu-rays on. You know, right, right. Um, and so that's where. You know, I'm I'm coming from with that, but let's talk about some of those games, John. Yes. So, uh, let's talk about the two big. At least in my mind, I think there's two big ones. Okay. Yeah, there were two big ones for me too. Hopefully, we have the same the same two. Hopefully, we're thinking of the same ones. Yeah. I mean, and I, okay, hang on. There's three three big. I think. <laughs> no wait wait, uh, wait 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 Chris. There's four. First there's party four. exclusives. Well, there might be. There's probably more first party exclusives, but these are yeah. the three big ones. The first one. Uh, is Spider-Man Miles Morales. Dude. Dude, whenever this happened, like it like they opened up the the whole thing with it, right? And yeah. and as soon as I saw like it was well, like Spider-Man. No, no, there. no. They opened it up with GTA 5. Let's just oh, yeah. be clear about that. <laughs> what was that nonsense? I don't know. Like, we'll talk about that. And one. literally up in the corner, it goes PS4 footage. Like it's just telling me that this is I was like, like, this what? is the dumbest thing I've ever seen for a reveal. Like we obviously, this hype trailer. Somebody paid GTA a lot 5. of money for that, Chris. One hundred percent. Rockstar dropped their like you know opened opened their pocketbook you know and we're like hey guys we well, want to be at the the start of this thing and I don't even get the strategy behind I guess just because you'll buy in game content but like the strategy yeah. behind giving every PS five owner GTA five for free. So Chris, they've actually done that before. Like they've done, um, they they were one of the PS plus games. I think this month, in fact. Um, 
like GTA, GTA 5. five is yeah GTA five is and and so I think GTA five at this point they feel like I mean because they've been on the top sales lists every time they go on sale they end up like cracking the NPD again right um, yeah. and well, uh, especially like whenever we time. have very few games going going out what was that I said you don't have to buy it this time and I know like yeah you, I guess yeah. that means you just they don't need the money right. <laughs> but uh, it just seems I mean, weird like what are they trying to because they're yeah. also doing this thing like if you play it every single month between hmm. now and launch on the PS4, yeah. they're going to give you, what they say, like a 10,000 or a million bank, <laughs> you know, GTA chart card money or whatever. Right, like a ridiculous a amount of in-game currency um, for for that game. And that, that's the other thing like with that. Like I think that probably what they're doing is they're seeing the success of things like Call of Duty Warzone where it's like, that game sold like in game in game wise. It's selling well because it's free. Because like anybody can download this thing, try it out, feel like it's awesome, yeah. and then like buy the in game stuff, buy the battle pass, buy the stuff. And so I feel like they're seeing like Rockstar is looking at this thing, being like, guys, we're another like three or four years away from call uh, GTA, GTA six. So we need to get you know get people in the door, just in the door, so they're buying in game currency. Yeah, in this I guess game. that's true. I get that. So like. You're basically saying hey, to your current audience, like, "Hey, don't abandon us with the the console. Yep, uh, new console. Yep. Like, keep on playing so that you know we still have that player base by the time we launch the next one." I get it now. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And, right, and so again, like that's probably where they're making like the majority of their money. Still, probably hand over fist. So, so that's how we started. Then we had Spider-Man Miles Morales. <laughs> yeah, which, dude, whenever that that thing happened, it was like, oh man, what is this? Is this infamous? Because it was like this, the electric shock and like the the suit was coming off and stuff like that. Well, so was that really Peter's know. voice? Because I didn't really recognize it. It was definitely Peter's voice. Uh, okay, and and it was you know him talking about how he said, oh, your dad told me, uh, you know, once that uh, you know, heroes just get up and they keep going, you know, that sort of thing is, and like, then I saw that it's miles. Like, cause I saw the suit, I saw the Spider-Man suit. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, we're announcing Spider-Man too. And then it like, and then I was like, wait a second, that's an inverted colors scheme. And then his, his, his face mask rips off and it's miles Morales. And I, I, my mouth was on the floor yeah. and I was very happy. Like, this is the one thing, the one thing, Chris, that I have said, like that would get me to buy uh, a PlayStation Five, is this and God of War Two. Like, and they weren't going to nice, announce God nice. of War Two. That's like that's way far away from now. And so I was like, okay, but like Spider Man Two, even like even that, I would be like, yeah, if it's just another Peter Parker Spider Man, I can hold off a little while until they release like Horizon or release something else that's like it's a one two punch kind of a situation. But like I have said to Catherine before, if they do a Miles Morales Spider Man game. I'm going to probably buy, I'm like, that would put me over the edge of buying a PS5. So Chris, that was the moment where I looked at Catherine and I was like, so Miles Morales Spider-Man game. And she was like, she was like, her <laughs> mouth was on the floor as well. And she was like, I'm in for this. This is, this is awesome. That's um, amazing. And she, she, uh, she said, did we just, did we just spend a bunch of money in yeah, the fall? Yes, yes. <laughs> and it was like, yes, I think we did just spend a bunch of money in the fall. Yeah. Because it comes out this year. That's the other crazy thing. It's coming out this year. How man, how is that possible? Like that, I that's mean, like a, that's like a three year turnaround on a, on this game. Well, yeah, and well, so that's where I'm kind of like I'm kind of trying to like I want to hear more details about it because and, and this isn't discounted at all, but yeah, like if you if you remember, um, like The Last of Us, they had that standalone DLC. I can't remember mm. exactly what it was called. Um, and then that's right, uh, Infamous. Um, was it uh, Last of Us Left Behind? And then didn't they do Uncharted? There was an Uncharted one too. Yep, there was, was an like Uncharted standalone. standalone, and there was an Infamous standalone. Yeah, and so I wonder if son. this. I wonder if this was just like I mean, who knows? You know, maybe they were like. 
maybe they originally planned this for the PS4, but they, you know, were, you know, was were like, hey, you need to do a, a standalone DLC for this yeah. game. It just seems like Sony's thing, except for they didn't do it with God of War, right? And they didn't well, do God it with of Horizon, War, right? Corey Barlog, uh, the game director, unless that's of God what of War. this is for Horizon. <sighs> No, this is a full-on sequel. Like, it's been long enough for that one. Um, but Corey Barlog has talked about how they had planned on doing, like, some DLC, and he had, like, mapped out the DLC, but then it, it grew, and it was like, this is actually the second game. And so, like, then they just rolled uh, that into the development of God of like, the see. next edition. So they were like, working on it. Yeah, and so, like, he, you know, he's talked about, like, what that potentially could look like and where it would pick up the story and spin it into. And he was like, whenever I got to thinking about, like, this being just DLC, I was like, that's not, like, that's not, that's not doing this story justice. So they rolled it into, like, the next one. So, yeah, um, yeah you might be right. I mean, maybe it's a $40 kind of an experience standalone uh, thing. I, I would be a little bit bummed if it was. I will say, like, if it wasn't like, you know, hey, this is like a full on game at the same time, I'm OK with that because like I still would like that still is, is is like ridiculously exciting to me. Well, the, the, the other thing that made me think of think about like maybe thinking that direction was because uh, you made a good point that, you know, they've they've been using Spider-Man as the tech demo for how fast their hard drive loads. Right. And so we already know that that engine and that game is running on the PS5 and actually like has uh upgraded um I don't even know what to say tech uh benefits yeah and and so like and I could also see because like the first thing that I was probably gonna do when I got a PS5 is try to put in Spider-Man and see how fast I can run around the city <laughs> without you know what I mean? Yeah yeah so yeah so like this just gives you an excuse to do that and show that off. Yeah, and like you figure, they've already built the the city. They've already built like this yeah. the the way that you swing around, like the engine, that totally. sort of thing. And so, like like customizing those uh, those. You already had the suit. Right, yeah, and you customize those animations for um, Miles Morales and his like his attitude, um, which kind of like you get a little bit of uh, in this in this trailer, like there was some, some quintessential like Miles Morales kind of things that he does, um, powers, that sort of thing, as well as like just kind of the, the way that his body moves in, yeah. you know, in comparison to like Peter Parker. But like, you already have this engine, you already have that world. So if you just expand it to where it's like, Oh, well, let's go off of the main part of New York. Like, Oh, do a, you know, let's, let's go over the river or whatever. Um, you know, potentially have, have some other locations in there as well as like a whole other set of missions and a whole other story. That sort of thing. I feel like, I feel like that's what I would look for with this game is like, Hey, let me, you know, let's, let's essentially use the same, same things that we have for Spider-Man, um, Spider-Man, the PS4, and for Miles Morales, like let's up the game, utilize that that, that fast loading, that amazing graphics, like utilize those the the, the ray tracing, you know that sort of thing, um, and just make a a different game on the yeah. same kind of platform. Totally. Um, yeah, like so I, I, I and that's that's what I want. So I think that hopefully I'm getting what I want. <laughs> so here's here's my question and I guess hope. Do you think they will uh that this will be the story will revolve around into the Spider-Verse? I I don't know. That's a good question. Wouldn't that and be I, awesome though? That would be amazing. Um, because then you could introduce all sorts of uh of 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 elements into his enemies and uh as well as like you wouldn't Other be Spider-Man. Yeah, and you wouldn't be tied down to uh, to the story as is. Um, 
and it is interesting like whenever we had like into the spider-verse um the movie came out and like that took things in these awesome directions like for example with uh with with the uh, female doc ock like that was that was an amazing like reveal within within that movie um but in like so in this world like a lot of these things are established already and there were some nice twists and things like where it's like oh how are you gonna retell the peter parker like what kind of peter parker story are we telling with spider-man ps4 um that revolved around doc ock and so like i would like to see what this world's miles morales and what this world's entry into you know some of the spider-verse kind of elements um would be and so i don't know if that's this game or if that's like the next step Um, right maybe that's like the next full game or whatever like the the reason the reason that i thought of it is because like i mean you already have the 2d spider-man you have like this uh, steampunk Spider-Man yeah. skin. You have the like yeah, all the different Spider-Man. costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. like, and they're basically in the game without any kind of explanation for why they're in the game, right? Um, other than they give you different kind of abilities to play with. But mm-hmm. if like with one tweak of the story, they could explain all this, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be super cool. For sure, man. For sure. I, I, uh, this is the one. Like I said, it's like the one thing that could have like maybe even consider purchasing a uh, a PlayStation Five yeah. this year, and I'm definitely like thinking like okay, what like what can I cut to spend you know to <laughs> save save a bunch of money to buy a PlayStation Five in this game? Um, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I promise we'll move faster through the rest of this. Uh, right. the, the other, the other, the second game that I think was the big reveal was horizon what was it something about the west yeah it's horizon uh, 2 <laughs> what was it called uh west or uh, west uh that's what made me think horizon oh, forbidden west there it is and no, uh, no release date on that though that no was the release date i for sure thought that was going to be a launch title yeah um but instead we get spider-man and i'm okay with that um yeah. but at the same time like this is a game that both of these games actually were games that, that I played while Des was like firstborn, like whereas he was like just newborn. They were like all up all night long, you know, doing feedings and all this amazing, like crazy feeding schedule, that sort of thing. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, both of these games, like this was one of the ones where Catherine was like, if that game comes out, she's like, we're, yeah. we're going to, we're going to consider getting up PS five. Cause like that game is the original horizon zero dawn is fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, and the gameplay within it is, is amazing. Like there's there, it does some stuff in there that I haven't done before or since in any, uh, action, uh, third person action game. Um, just approaching things like however you want, like you can like, you know, take down these giant robots in any number of ways, uh, once you level up your character and that sort of thing. But yep. this looks like a, 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 just like the sequel that you would expect where it's like, Hey, this is a, a broader, wider world. Seems like there's a, the storyline goes like, hey, there's some sort of a disease that's like killing things within this world. And the world is at risk from like environmental as well as, you know, biological, uh, attack, that sort of thing, which is like that that seems like an escalation based on the story from the first one. So yeah. I'm, I'm definitely in for this. It looks, looks gorgeous as well. Oh, totally. Uh, the other, uh, first party game, the last, the third one that I think is a big deal is there's a ratchet and clank game called ratchet and clank rift apart. Also coming from insomniac also yeah. has no release date. It was interesting to watch this one be demoed because like it, at first I didn't quite know what we were looking at. Um, 
but at the same time, like where you teleport around, like step through a portal and you're like in a new location, like different place, like world jumping, that sort of thing. And it was like instantaneous. And that's the part of it. The instantaneous part of it is what I think is like the next gen piece that they were trying yeah. to showcase there. Right. And, uh, and I appreciated it without actually getting hands on and playing it. It will be hard for me to grasp that yeah, because it's, totally. it, it just, what it just seems like is like, Oh, this is just like a movie or like a cutscene or like well, a, you know, unless I have my enough, hands on it. That's not enough of a gimmick for me to buy a game. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, agreed. Um, and Ratchet and Clank, you know, the the last one or whatever, the remake of uh, I don't know if it was really a remake or whatever. It it, it sold really well. Yeah, um, yeah, it sold incredibly well. Um, I think it was like at a forty dollar price point as well. That that one was. Um, I yeah. imagine this will be sixty dollars, obviously, but. Um, yeah, I, this was it, was, it is a bigger deal. Whenever the guy from Insomniac came on and talked about this game afterwards, I was like, this is the wrong Insomniac game that you're talking about. Right? <laughs> I yeah. just want you to tell me more about what I can expect from uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. So. Totally. And that's one thing I will say is like, uh, you know, just kind of looking at the event as a whole, while it was great and it was good, there was not enough talking. And I had the same problem with, with Microsoft's third-party reveal event, where you're like, you're just honestly not giving me enough context for what I'm seeing and why. Sure. And um, whereas if this was a traditional stage show mm. and stage presentation, they would. I'm not opposed to having trailer after trailer after trailer, but like normally if it's a stage show, they'll give me a reason why all these games are lumped together somehow. You know, like, yeah. hey, these are all... Indie, indie games from indie developers that we're working on to release sure. first on PlayStation. And then, like, they'd show, you know, a, a three or four... Tra- and the, cool, that, that's great. That lets me know why in the world I'm watching this. And that mm-hmm. that was... Uh, I don't know if it's just, like, the nature of the digital event. I feel like uh, Nintendo pulls it off. Yeah, Nintendo but- does it really well, albeit with, like, with like sometimes ham-fisted uh, voiceover. I mean, their humor. It's, it's their humor, you know. but, like, still... Like, you know, yeah. just give me some, you know, have, I mean, people were popping up all over the place talking about things. Right. Well, I mean, I, I feel like, so kind of funny has done like their indie showcase or whatever yeah. before. And I've, I've, I've thought that that was like, like solid where they tell you exactly why you should care about the next five games that you're going to check out. Totally. And I will pay more attention to those games because of the context. Whereas if it's just trailer after trailer, like we saw, you know, with Microsoft and then this, it's like, I get lost somewhere in there by like right. the second or third trailer in a row where I have no context for, I'm kind of like, okay, what was the last thing I saw? Well, what's the next thing that I saw? And so it's hard right. for me to kind of like, put things into um my memory banks into a into a way where i can recall them and be like i'm excited for xyz you know well even like so like uh you know resident evil 8 you know and we'll and we'll go through everything here in a second we'll go really right. really fast because we're already an hour into this uh show but um resident evil 8 they they uh they showed that and like normally i think in a normal press conference they would have probably teased that in a way that made me uh, aware that this is going to be a sequel to a beloved franchise, you know, mm. that maybe they would have teased it, something like that. So I would have been like, Ooh, what is this? Trying to like place it in, in my memory banks of older games, but whenever sure, it, it yeah. pops up until the, literally until the end, I was, I had no clue. This is a resident evil game. <laughs> right. You know? And then even, even at the end, sure. whenever they kind of did the, like the, the, Eight in the letters, uh, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't even know what the, I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah, was that an and, eight? Was it was it an eight? Was right, it? and then it was like, oh, Resident Evil. I'm like, gosh, ah, come yeah, on, yeah. you know. Um, 
And sometimes, you know, like even with the stage show and live show, whenever the crowd goes crazy, that gives you an indication mm-hmm. like, okay, what is maybe, you know, because I'm sure there's some Resident Evil fan out there who like as soon as it came on screen knew what it was. Like that was not me. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. Like I, uh, Brittany Brombacher is a uh, she's on What's Good Games, and she's a huge Resident Evil. A hundred percent, she was like losing her mind after like the first like frame. But like that's not that's not me. Like I, I have no context for this. But if we were sitting in a theater, like for the EA or not EA the E3 thing, or you hear the crowd, like you said, like in a in a normal press conference, like you'd get some clue of like, oh, this is actually a big oh, deal. This is, yeah, this is something I need to pay attention. Yeah, to. Oh, I need to, I need to like you know snap myself back into like oh, lots of people care about this. Yeah. You know all right so i've got an article here this is from kotaku this is by chris kohler and i'm gonna just kind of run down this is everything sony announced at today's ps5 event um and we can stop whenever we want to but i like let's oh, yeah. just kind of want to get through everything and kind of talk about more things but just to warn um, you i'm gonna stop at the at the at the uh, annapurna cat game okay you know uh playstation 5 will be available in disc based and all di- digital editions when it launches this year demon souls is coming back uh, no release date for that. Rele- Resident Evil 8 returns to first person. Um, coming in 2021. Spider-Man Miles Morales releases this holiday 2020. Whoop, whoop. Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, no release date. Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. No release date. Gran Turismo 7 is in development at Polyphony Digital. No release date. Returnal. Right? Yep. So yep, yep. This was uh this this it's it's the return and the eternal and it looked really cool. It's the time loop is the first time loop game. There's another time loop game later on, but this is the first of the two time loop games from this uh, conference. Yeah, um, I don't think it had a release date. Uh, the next game from Square Enix Studio Luminous Productions is called Pred- Project Athea. I mean, it was it had an intriguing trailer. It did. No no release date. Hitman Three had a really intriguing trailer. Uh, January 2021, so not that far off. Yeah, and the Hitman games, I've never played. Have you ever played a Hitman game? Yeah, I played, so, um, I played the, uh, um, what was the one on, like, Xbox 360 Mm. Absolution or something like that? Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, I can't remember. It had the red cover. Uh, played that, and then I played, uh, Hitman Go, so, I mean, not, you know, (laughs) the... The essential core version yeah. of Hitman, but I've it was totally there. played a, 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 a Tomb Raider game. I played Lara Croft Go. <laughs> yeah, um, I I always wanted to, like, and I think it was on Game Pass for a while. I may have missed the boat on that, but sure. The most recent one came out. They released it in episodes, mm-hmm. and so you could like kind of like work through work your way through this story. Yeah, um, it was kind of like a live game too. Like they would they would put like yeah. celebrities and things like that in the game. Yeah, so. I uh, I I want to play that. I wanted to play that, but I totally forgot. Um, so Chris, you can get on board with Hitman Three. Then. Yeah, it's, get on board with Hitman Three. Awesome. Grand Theft Auto Five is coming to PlayStation Five in 2021, and every single owner will get it for free. Little Big Planet <laughs> star Sackboy is getting a new platform game called Sackboy: A Big Adventure. Interesting. No release date. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Oh, I like I like the look of it. I also think like it's. It's 
interesting to see Sony um, come back to like Sackboy and come back to the kind of like these uh, these more uh, family friendly kind of titles. Like for so long, like they've had like the God of Wars and like the you know these these kind of gigantic third third person um, action games that are less uh, kid friendly. And so it's it's nice to see them have like this as well as the Ratchet and Clank and that sort of thing within this press conference. Yeah, I mean. It, and they always tend to launch with something like this. And I think true, like what happened true. was, you know, like they launched with Knack for PlayStation 4 and it just didn't catch on. Whereas whenever they launched the PlayStation 3, Little Big Planet caught on big time. And, oh, yeah. and it was like the. You mean Little Big Time? Like, yes, sure. Uh, big Time Little. Uh, <laughs> and and it, it like kind of, you know, they were. The player base for that game. Um, transcended the age group it was aimed at and that's why like that franchise went on for so long um after the fact whereas like something like knack didn't really um and and traditionally i think they just kind of like let third parties kind of fill that gap except for when they launch a new console right uh tango gameworks showed the first footage of ghostwire tokyo which looked awesome yeah it's coming 2021 i i remember where i don't remember where we saw this the first time uh, Dude, but that's a good question. I don't remember. It was some conference that we saw. Was it was it a Bethesda conference or something like that? I don't remember. I, 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 well, I don't remember think it's the a Bethesda it, game. No, you're right. You're right. It's not. Um, I don't know. We have seen this before though. Yeah, like, it looks slightly. it looks it looks amazing. Yeah, it doesn't look like my type of game, but it looks like it will be amazing. The Oddworld series continues with Oddworld Soulstorm. No release date. Bugs. That snacks. one was a weird one, man. I yeah. uh, well, Oddworld. So I've snacks. never. Yeah, I've never been into uh, to Odd World or whatever, but then then like this this thing dropped and I was like, I don't I really don't know if I'm into Odd World at all. Yeah. Um, Bug Snacks was also very strange. Yeah, Bug Snacks super strange. It's the next game from the creators of Octodad. What was your favorite Bug Snack that we saw? I don't know, dude. It was I don't I don't I don't think I like that game. I don't want to watch. I, don't, I have no desire to play that game. The cinnamon roll snails were were very cool. <laughs> super weird, dude. Um, they also these are other trailers they also showed. Stray from Annapurna Interactive. This is what you wanted to talk about. Yes, dude, I'm so down for that. Annapurna did like my favorite, like published my favorite game from last year, which was Outer Wilds, and uh, so like I'm like I'm down for uh, for for some Annapurna games. They have a lot of games that I actually enjoy a lot. So, um, the, but yeah, uh, they showed Destruction All Stars, Kena Bridge of Spirits, Goodbye Volcano High, Jet to the Far Shore. Godfall, Solar Ash, Astro's Playroom, mm-hmm. Little Devil Inside, NBA 2K21, Deathloop, um, and Pragmata. Wait, no. Pra- yeah, Pragmata. Yeah, Pragmata. Yeah, yeah. There's any, any, anything in there you want to call out? Uh, there's some some hit or miss. I did think the uh, the the battle arena thing, like where you're like driving around and cutting cars in half, and then you're also running around on the ground for some reason. I think that one looked interesting. I think it could be like one of those games that feels um, that's fun to play, like Rocket League is, where it's like if you if you like look at the concept and like explain the concept, you're like, okay, interesting. But at the same time, like you have to kind of play it to find the fun or whatever, um, to really like understand the hook. Um, I feel like that one might be one of those games. I would give it a shot, but at the same time, I, uh, you know, nothing else. Like, like I said, they're very hit and miss with, with that whole stream. So, yeah. Um, overall, um, I was very, I was happy with what I saw, but like, 
honestly, like I was more interested in the first part of games and mm-hmm. seeing the console. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I really which wanted we got to, right, which we got. I really want, wanted a price. Um, mm. Bummed we didn't get that. Yeah, we did not but, get that. Um, phew, who knows? We also did not get a release date. Oh um, yeah, that's true. So oh, tr- both of those pieces of information still have yet to be uh, to be revealed from either of um, P- PlayStation or Xbox. So yeah, the next thing we have uh, is Xbox's first party um, game event in July. Yeah, like a month from now. Yeah, um, so it'll be interesting to see. I think moving forward, like I think Sony pull, like they did the right thing where like they saw everyone's responses to um, Xbox's event and like they knew that A, we needed to show some kind of tech demo. So that's why they did, they released, you know, we talked about it before, they released that uh, Unreal Engine 5 footage. And then they, they were like, hey, we just need to show everything. <laughs> like we need to show a ton of trailers, our first party games, and the console in yeah. order to feel like. Hey, the big dogs are in town because that's what it feels like right now. Honestly, like for sure. After watching this, it's like okay, this is what we've been wanting. This is an E three style presentation, right? Even though it wasn't live, but it still felt like an E three style presentation. Yeah, and uh, you know, Microsoft's got to step it up. Yeah, I agree. And the, the thing you know about this feeling kind of E three esque is that. I feel like I'm going to be unpacking this uh, for a long time. Like they're going to be, oh, and now we're seeing gameplay of such and such game that like maybe you passed me by in in that yeah. middle section. But yeah. then I'm like, oh man, I really want to play that game. Um, so I think like that's the part of it that that feels like more like an E3 thing where it's like I'm going to be I'm going to be thinking about and unpacking a lot of the information that was within this one hour um, for a long time whereas the last like the third party reveal with with Microsoft what we saw is pretty much what we got like I mean I know what to expect roughly from all of those games um, or there just wasn't like there wasn't a large number of them to kind of think about over time it just kind of like I did the research that day like maybe the next over the weekend like looked at a bunch of gameplay or like looked at them again and it's all good whereas again like this feels like I'm going to be thinking about this for a while so yeah and that's what I want from Microsoft too you know um I really want to see see a lot of what they have to offer game wise. Like, and that's obviously they know that they know that that's the next thing they need to do and that's what they're going to do. Um, but that's really, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's hard in my mind. Like they're not going to beat Spider-Man miles Morales. Like that's just, I mean, you can throw the halos out there all you want, but Spider-Man miles Morales is going to be Spider-Man miles Morales for me. But at the same time, like, I I'm gonna buy an Xbox and it's and I'm gonna you know be playing their games and I want to yeah. want to know what those are and be excited about those and I'm and I'm kind of like the I'm kind of the opposite you know like I mean I you know I prefer uh, first person shooters to probably almost any other genre sure. and um, you know like I mean I still haven't finished Spider Man so <laughs> like yeah. that's just like shows where the things that I enjoy yeah. kind of live um, and uh, so like if they yeah, what I feel like they're going to announce is some kind of like weird destiny style, like mm. uh, MMO first person shooter thing for halo. But mm. like, I mean, if they do, I'll be excited, you know, yeah, like me too. And, uh, and I'll, you know, but that being said again, I mean, you gotta, they've got to step it up, you know, they've got to show some really great stuff. Um, and uh, it'd be great if they, you know, either, confirmed the the price or the existence of the s 
the Series S sure. or something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think, I hope, I really do hope that Xbox also has like this uh, discless Xbox that we've heard so much about. Yeah. I did not expect this from Sony. I didn't expect I didn't this at all. I didn't expect the discless thing. I did not. N- in my wildest dreams think that that was going to happen from Sony. I kind of think it's because they're scared of the Xbox one or sorry, the Xbox series X's price. And you know, like, so in this scenario, they can not lose money on the box and then have still have a console. That's a price lower than the series X. Yeah. But, uh, the main console is going to cost, you know, you know, the, the five or $600 that we think it's going to cost. Sure. I mean, and the, the thing I also think like that's, that could also work in, in favor of like a, a Microsoft version without a disc drive. Like, I mean, I, I, that was my initial thought with their console was like, like, Oh, they would have this higher price console for the, like the big, you know, amazing deluxe edition, but then they would have a, a lower priced offering, like a lower tiered offering, um, you know, as well. So I, this strategy, it seems like a smart one, and it seems like that both companies should be doing it, um, because especially based on like, if people buy a digital console, for instance, like they're going to buy their games through the digital storefront. They have to. So like yeah. the more games that they sell that are the digital only edition, it seems like that just essentially it's it's basically like you know walmart like selling you like a cart or like you you know a fridge that you can only buy things from walmart in you know so yeah. it's like you know they, oh you can only fill this fridge with things from kroger you know or, or yeah. whatever so yeah the the last thing i wanted to call out and it's really interesting to me um is sony was very clear in stating we believe in console generations Ooh, and, yeah and this is the next generation. Now, like that being said, I don't like they haven't sold me on that idea. They have like the the mm-hmm. more innovative idea to me still feels like Microsoft's you know, hey, uh cross generation, cross device gameplay, you know, mm-hmm. bringing your your old library with you and with mm-hmm. backwards compatibility as well as, you know, just like you can play this game no matter what version of the console or PC that you own? Yeah, and that's I mean, like that, good that's call more revolutionary. Out. Good call out. I do think that that's that's the big difference that we have, like in the messaging, because um, the Phil Spencer has said numerous times in numerous interviews that he said he he said like if you make the pro consumer move as a company, that'll pay off in the long run. Yeah, and you know, and I tend to agree with him you know and uh and i tend to like lean away from the whole like console generations thing because it seems like what the you know it it seems counterintuitive for sony to stay state that okay we're gonna move into the next gen and here's why you should be excited and don't be excited about what we had the last 10 years that was garbage you know it's like what are you saying about your like back catalog if you're like only be excited for the next thing that you can buy from us. Well, and it's always, it's, you know, like the thing that I, you know, like I have an iPhone 7 Plus. Yeah. Like it still runs the latest OS. It still has most of the same features except for the things that actually rely on like hardware differences, like the sure. the third camera or whatnot. Yeah. Like the, and, and the timetable for me upgrading is based on me, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, that that phone is like 
five years old, I think. Right, right. Uh, like, and so the console, I feel like, you know, to me, I should be the one who make it, makes the decision when I upgrade my console. Like, you you still have the original mm-hmm. Xbox because oh, yeah. you still have a 1080 TV. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But, like, you don't need a, four, like a 4K uh, box right now. And, right. like, what Sony is saying is, listen, we are going to force you, if you want to keep playing our games, to move to this box. This is what we we say that you should have. Whereas Microsoft, mm. even after the Series X launches, like you could still keep your original Xbox and play these games. Right. And right. Uh, that's the I like that approach better. Agreed. I mean, it feels like so much, so much more forward looking too, because like you said, like I don't have a 4K television. And so my honestly, like I have considered where it's like, okay, well, rather than buying the next like the biggest possible thing. Should I just upgrade? Like if, if Microsoft released and they did have like a lower priced option, I have considered potentially getting the lower priced option because I don't necessarily need the 4k. Um, I don't necessarily need that, that high level of fidelity. Um, so you know, potentially it's a situation where even I've, I've, I've thrown around the idea in my head. It's like, okay, well an Xbox one, uh, one X, like, is that going to be like, you know, do yeah. I upgrade to that potentially and be still play these games for the next couple of years and save some money that way until the next like mid cycle iteration goes. And that feels like, like you said, like a very pro consumer move where I'm in control of, of the console that I use and, and when I upgrade to that next console, but I'm still consuming and playing the company's games and still spending money on their, uh, on like Xbox live and on game pass and on, um, buying other games on their platform. So it, it's, it works out in their benefit to keep me in their ecosystem for as long as possible, even if I'm not willing to upgrade to a 4K console type of a situation. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's just like, it's a, well, I mean, and we've said multiple times where it's like, hey, we're just going to see how this plays out and like which which strategy is the winning strategy. And maybe it's kind of like a, you know, a Nintendo... Uh, kind of strategy where the you know Microsoft and Sony are just they're just diverging and they're going to approach things in different ways and they're going to win in those respective ways like right, you right. know same way Nintendo kind of like stopped playing the console game with uh with uh Sony and Microsoft and yeah. they're winning on their own doing their own thing that's right so maybe that's what this is uh and uh both consoles or both manufacturers both companies will um fill different different spaces and different holes in the, in the market. Sure. I mean, and and with the lower priced option, I mean, if, if that lower priced option is like substantially lower priced, like truly low price. Yeah. Let's be honest. If it's like $50 cheaper, it's like, is there is no one who's going to buy the disc driveless one. No. Um, it's going to have to be a substantial, like a hundred dollars cheaper. At least a hundred dollars. Yeah. 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 Um, and so if that's the case, it's like, well, that's, maybe that's where this all sits where it's like, okay, well I have my, my primary Xbox where I'm upgrading that. Like whenever I choose to with whatever hardware I have and whatever I, you know, means I have access to. Um, and then if I want to play the PlayStation exclusives, you just get the lowest level box and buy those games, those specific small games. And I feel like that's probably the best option for, for me personally. Um, and we'll see, you know, we'll see what the, the normal other, other gaming consumer, um, has to say about it. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we'll keep talking about this stuff as it uh, as it unfolds and as more things get announced. Like the the big piece of E three that uh, you know I'm missing kind of right now, where like normally after a big conference like this, then the press would go get hands on time and play it mm-hmm. and play games on it. And like 
right now that's just not happening and that's kind of a bummer um because i think honestly more than the trailers like the hands-on time is what i really look forward to reading about and seeing people's perspectives on yeah i i agree like and that's where you really get a lot of um where I personally get a lot of the the nitty gritty kind of information about like what games will I enjoy is like looking right. at, at looking at these games and people talking about like the things that that push me over the edge on games where it's like oh man it's got this thing and it. it's got this thing oh it's got a really good platforming I'm like oh, I'm all ears right now um, so you know I, not having that not having somebody like go to Little Big Planet and be like this is a legitimate awesome platformer. Uh, rather than it just being like oh a phoned in kind of a platformer or whatever um i don't know it's it it'll be interesting whenever people finally are able to get hands on with this i'm not sure how that happens is that what do you think that that happens like via something like google stadia-esque or like x cloud like where they're gonna you know have it hosted on one computer and then uh people stream in i don't know i don't know dude it's i mean with with covid still being a big deal in california specifically like I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll start shipping some boxes out. Like, mm. I, I have no idea, dude. Man, that seems like such a such a hard call and such a big risk, you know, with uh, with as far as like sending consoles out and uh, having those potentially get into the the hands of the public I mean, before yeah, before I mean, the time comes. Or they send you know like send somebody with it and they wait outside while you play on it. I don't know something. Yeah. They, I mean, they're gonna have to do. They have to do something because, like, they can't launch these consoles without giving anyone hands-on time. Like, why would I want ever? Yeah, wh- that's why a good would, point. Why would I spend six hundred dollars on something that no one's played? <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. Uh, that kind of reminds me. I did hear at one point somebody talk about how Nintendo used to be like really, really like where they would like send you with a. Uh, send somebody with a 3ds that they would chain to your desk <laughs> so you could play whatever game was on the 3ds and it's That's like hilarious. this is just because like you could walk off with it or whatever like you slip it into a pocket and oh i have no idea where it went but so like they would just chain it to your desk and uh <laughs> and have it go that way it's oh dude that would be I would love I would love to hear people doing that in because like people's everybody's working from home um in in this case so it's like they would have to chain it to your desk like at home you know? yeah it's just it's crazy man we'll see we'll see what happens all right so um uh, last week we talked about maybe uh, doing a uh, first impressions of Fantasy Star Online two we can yeah. do that next week let's try let's try to do that next week. I would be into that. There, if if you have, I think it's Xbox Live Gold. You can get a perk every month or so. I think oh, it really? is, um, where you get certain in-game resources for uh, Fantasy Star. And I went ahead and claimed mine for this month. Um, All right. So it might you, actually be through Game Pass. I'm not sure. Uh, so you claim it on the dashboard and it picks, basically takes you to the store and it goes, oh yeah, you have, I can't remember if it's Game Pass or Gold, but they uh, they go, on what yeah, dashboard? you have this thing uh, on your Xbox dashboard. Oh, I don't um, see I'll it try right to find now. it and, and let you know where it's at, but yeah. through one of those services, you can claim a perk, I think is what it's called, uh, with like a certain amount of the in-game currency or a certain amount of like perks as far as like in that game. Okay. And I did that. So I haven't downloaded the game yet, but I have claimed like I once I get there, I'm gonna be rich, Chris. Yeah, yes. 
Um, you can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com on social at chriswright250. And John Wright 777 And at Pod, please go to your podcast service of choice to review us. Tell all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on Target. target.